You are now listening to Supernatural Breakthrough with Mike Signorelli. The unseen realm, ancient wisdom, and your freedom awaits in this episode. Remember, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode drops. Come on, let's jump right in. Who are the Nephilim? I mean, what is Genesis chapter 6 even talking about? I'm going to answer those questions and so many more in a very short period of time. So many of you subscribe to my channel because you trust that I'm going to give you this word unapologetically, but I'm also not afraid to talk about things that might not show up in a regular Sunday morning format. So if you're ready to jump in and go deeper, hit that thumbs up right now and let me know. Okay, the Nephilim are fallen ones. This is the translation, the fallen ones, the giants. Like, And you see them in Genesis chapter 6, verses one through four. Now let's unpack that right off the jump. So there's so much debate on this phrase, the sons of God. And this might be a little bit confusing, but many biblical scholars agree that the sons of God were actually fallen angels, also known as demons. And they mated. Okay. Yeah, we're going there. I know this sounds crazy, but you guys want to go deeper. That's why you're here. They mated with human females. Okay. And these unisons resulted in offspring, the Nephilim, who were, okay, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4, referred to as the heroes of old, men of renown. Now, what can be complicated about this, especially if you said, you know, I'm going to read the Bible in a year, and I signed up for that, and I'm just going through the Bible in a year, and you get to Genesis 4, and you're like, "Uh, I never saw this in Sunday school. What are you talking about? Now, typically, Heroes are people who uh, are known for doing good acts. They're known for serving. In this particular usage of the phrase, heroes of old, seems to indicate that there is this otherworldly or beyond the human species ability to do things. And you almost get this comic book characterization of these beings that were created as a result of a hybrid genetic creation uh, that, that was demonic, man, my lights just flickered. Wasn't that really weird? Uh, I'm not saying that was supernatural. It was just saying it was weird. Okay. So for this, you need to go a little bit deeper though. So let's keep going. Okay. Why would demons do such a thing? Okay. The Bible does not specifically give an answer, but I will say in the new Testament, if you are a Christian, you believe that the Holy spirit overshadowed Come on, you know the scripture like Mary and that she conceived. So Mary was able to conceive by the Holy Spirit without a biological, physical male. And then Jesus was a result of that. And so listen, for those of you who are so natural minded that you just can't seem to accept this, I need you to understand that even to be a Christian, you have to accept the fact that Mary conceived by the Holy Spirit, okay? And so guess what? Satan is a counterfeiter. He's not a creator. And you you know, if the Messiah, oh, this is so deep already. I'm telling you, I need to see you in the comments. Just give me some feedback. Like, are you learning something already? Drop a comment now. If the Messiah, the savior of the world was going to be conceived by the Holy Spirit, then Satan's going to get up ahead of that and counterfeit that experience. And you see already in Genesis Chapter six, a conception happening by demonic spirits. Okay. And so this should not surprise us at all. Okay. So let's go a little bit deeper now. What were the Nephilim? 
So according to the Hebraic and other legends, the book of Enoch is one of them and other non-biblical writings. They were a race of giants and I'm likening them to superheroes who did acts of great evil. Now, for those of you who are weirded out about my mention of the book of Enoch, because I know some of you are like, Pastor Mike, you just, you just went off like your rocker. I've never heard you go this far. Listen, the book of Enoch is actually referenced in the book of Jude, which Jude is canonized as one of the 66 books of the Bible. Jude comes before Revelation, and it is uh, there is a reference to the book of Enoch. Now, uh, that's a whole nother video that I'll have to make about, about uh, the book of Enoch. But needless to say, uh, you have this consensus among ancient writings that the Nephilim were a race of giants who did great evil. Now, the, the, their great size and power likely came, this is the most likely uh, conclusion that you can draw as a result of the human species intermingling with the DNA of demons. Now, I just want to challenge your faith. I think oftentimes, especially in 21st century paradigm, we think so like we have this very strict division in our mind between what's spiritual and what's physical. As a matter of fact, I teach this all the time. We talk about strongholds, take every thought captive, but your brain is also biological. And addicts have a biologically different structure to their brain than non-addicts. And so as you take every thought captive, there is a spiritual supernatural element, but also a biological thing. Your brain needs to change over the course of uh, submitting and surrendering those thoughts to Christ. And so the biological and the supernatural have always intertwined over and over and over again. And so I just want to challenge your faith. Because my definition of, de- of a demon, as well as Derek Prince's definition, is a person without a body. And so I, I, I really want to just break some of those 21st century boundaries that we have, okay? Uh, this, this is really going to help you. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. You see that there are literal physical beings being produced from the union of the sons of God and the daughters of men. So here's the question now. I want to end this video on this. What happened to the Nephilim? Like if they were physical, if they were biological realities, where are they right now? Um, That is a hotly debated topic. Now there's basically two camps right now, and I'm just going to give you uh, a little bit of evidence for both. And then I want to talk to you guys in the comments. I really want to hear what you have to think about this. So the Nephilim were one of the primary reasons why many people believe that the great flood in Noah's time was to actually create a genetic purification. I know this teaching has been so good, but I wanted to pause for a second because I want to connect with you. Go to MikeSignorelli.com. Tell me your story. Check out all these resources I have available for you. And would you consider financially partnering? It's because people say, I'm going to join my finances with this podcast that we're able to reach so many people around the world. And I'll tell you this, we are good soil to sow into. So I'll see you at MikeSignorelli.com. And thank you so much for your financial gift. Okay, let's jump back in. So immediately after the mention of Nephilim, 
God's word says, okay, and we can see this, the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on earth had become and uh, that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil at the time. And then you have how grieved God is. Then you have, uh, you continue on here, you know, I will wipe out my mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. This is, again, all in Genesis chapter six. So God proceeded to flood the entire earth, killing everyone and everything other than Noah and his family and the animals. That, you know, Now, there's a lot of discussion there. Was a, a localized flood that was called global? You look at the language that was used in the text, like it was their known world, or was it the entire earth? Um, but there's a little bit of debate here because on one hand, biblical scholars say this is clearly um, God's uh, response to the Nephilim and he's purifying uh, the genetic line. And, and yet there are others who say that uh, actually you see a continuation and a diminishing of the, the genetics of the Nephilim. And so you see like the stature and the height of, uh, you know, uh, of the giants actually diminish over time. And you see that in scripture. So there was not a complete and total annihilation. And because you see warfare happening with uh, races of giants after the flood. And, and so this is where you get the debate. Now, I would love to know in the comments what you think um, about that. Now, one of the last, last things I want to do in this video is what prevents these demons from producing more Nephilim today? Uh, you know, and here's the thing. It seems that God put an end to demons mating with humans, okay, by placing all the demons who committed such an act in isolation, which is Jude verse six. It says this, the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their own home, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. But I, some would say it's obvious that that's a, that is a reference to the Nephilim. Others would say that uh, that could be another instance altogether. There is a lot of debate about this. What I do know, and I will say this definitively, is that people are demonized that demons are still inhabiting people's physical bodies. I know this because I have cast out demons of infirmity and people have been healed because not all healing is just connected to uh, a biological cause um, in its totality. I do know that people are also demonized and need freedom in their mind. And we see that today, although we do not see a physical uh, Nephilim, we do not see any genetic creations as a result. Well, we are coming to the end of yet another incredible time together every Monday, every Wednesday and Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am posting a new podcast so that you can be equipped and learn and grow. And you know, if you got this far, you may want additional mentorship and you may want to connect with me on a deeper level, which is why I have the Breakthrough Community. If you visit MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com, you can become a monthly financial partner for $27 a month or $297 for the entire year, you can come into the Breakthrough Community. We do monthly Zooms. Yes, monthly Zooms. It's wild. People from all over the world are there. 
including prophetic seminars and teachings that literally are banned on other platforms. All of it's waiting for you, including a private Facebook group with all of the other Breakthrough community members. So again, go to MikeSignorelli.com or BreakthroughTeaching.com and become a monthly partner. I can't wait to see you there and I will see you in the next podcast episode.